welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Long ago, or was it only yesterday, it seemed that there were no such words as, for instance, consciousness raising. We paid lip service to concepts like equality. But after all, everybody knew that men were stronger and more capable than women. The ladies, bless them, had their place, and it was in the home. Then suddenly, this centuries-old arrangement just fell apart. But there are those men who simply cannot understand it. Jeannie. Of course it's Jeannie. Oh, Jeannie, what a dream. I dreamt I shot and killed you. That was no dream. You did kill me. I killed you? Yes. And I'm dead. You're dead? Look at me, Bobby. See the bullet hole? Then... Then this must be a dream. No. This isn't a dream either. Then what is it? What is it? Our mystery drama, The Better Half, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Tony Roberts and Patricia Elliott. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Marrying Jeannie Fry was the smartest thing Bobby Boyle ever did. After all, Bobby had been knocking around for years as a PR man and not really getting anywhere. It was Jeannie's genius that organized Boyle and Fry. Let us start cooking for you. And made it into one of the top PR firms in the country. Furthermore, in addition to being one of the world's most brilliant women, Jeannie is also one of the world's most beautiful. So, what more could Bobby want? What more could I want? I'm afraid nobody really understands. I don't want more. I want less. Eat some more. What is this? What does it taste like? Garbage. Be specific. What kind of garbage? How would I know? Why are you so irritable? This is our new account. Jack Martin's company has bought out this new health food. It certainly tastes bad enough to be good for you. That's because it's filled with all those minerals and vitamins and etc., etc., etc. Well, he'd better put some things in there to improve the flavor. If he does, it'll be just another junk food. How are you going to sell this? Don't be concerned. I'll think of something. I'll save the day. in the taxi cab on the way down to Jack Martin's office. We've created a name for you, Jack. Oh, great. Uh, what, what is it? Character. Character? What's missing in today's frenetic society, Jack? What's missing in our stereotyped, homogenous social order, our bland, insipid, routine existence? Character. Character. Character is missing. Strength the purpose of will. Mm, all right. Strength to face the plain, unvarnished truth. Character has the strength of truth. That's exactly what your new cereal has. Truth. The taste of truth. 
Are you starting to think with me? It's beginning to glow. Truth. Face the truth in the morning, and it will stay with you all day long. Uh, 
Well, if I, if I went, I'd take the right courses and, and sort of check up on me. You realize uh, we'd have to see a great deal of each other. Yeah. That's going to be the nicest part of it. She was, I can only say, unbelievable. A natural. She seemed to soak up learning just like a sponge. Art, music, literature, languages, history, even the sciences. They all came so easily. She understood them so completely. The fact is, and I admit it, she's smarter than I am. Her learning goes deeper than mine. I don't mind that at all. I just wish it wasn't so obvious to everybody else. Well, now, that isn't true. I do mind it. Yes? Hi. It's Jack. Is Jeannie back at the office yet? Oh, she has a lunch date, Jack. Anything serious? Uh, I want to discuss some policy aspects of this new campaign. Oh, I, I can help you out there. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I guess you could. What's the problem? Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> I forget my head if it wasn't on there. I, I can't take the time to talk about it now, Bobby. Uh, what's wrong with me? i got a board meeting in five minutes. Why are you so pale? 
Are you all right? Bobby? You... You shouldn't have said that, Linda. You shouldn't have said it. Where were you, Bobby? Well, where was I? I wasn't aware that I, I had to sign in and sign out. Darling, what's the matter? Uh, nothing's the matter. I don't like the way you handled things with Jack Martin this morning. Oh? Yeah, I don't like being dismissed and sent off to perform an errand as if I were an office boy. I had to get you out of there. Did you? Psychologically, at the very moment you close a deal, you're the most vulnerable to cancellation. What does this have to do with me? Any negativism may serve as a fuel for a bonfire. Oh, come on. You're talking to me. It's the truth. Fortunately, I was able to retrieve the situation. Yeah, I guess you were. You have a positively murderous look in your eyes. I do? You've been very hostile lately, and it shows. I guess it does. You look angry enough to kill somebody. I guess I am. That's why I went out and bought one of these. That... That's a revolver. No, it's not. It's an automatic. See? You don't know everything. You do realize you're pointing it at me. <laughs> How nonchalantly well-bred we've become. A far cry indeed from Murphy's Diner. But just one little pull on the trigger, and you fall from that high estate. Down. All the way down. Don't answer it. It's Jack Martin. He knows I'm home. If I don't answer, you may become alarmed. Oh, come on, Bobby. You're not going to kill me, and you know it. I want to talk to you. Let me get rid of Jack Martin first. No, I'll get rid of him. Hello? Uh, Bobby. Uh, Jack. Is Jeannie there? No. Uh, she hasn't come back from the office yet. Oh. I just want to check out a few figures with her. Uh, uh, will you have her call me when she gets in? <laughs> she really came up with a winner today. Oh, a pair of them. I know. A wife like Jeannie. Don't say it. Do you know how lucky you are? What more could any guy want? That did it. Bobby, what are you... You don't... You can't... You can't shoot me. I can't. Bobby. Don't laugh. I'm warning you. Don't laugh. Oh, I can't help it. You, you don't even know how to do it. Jeannie. You're holding the gun wrong. It's too close to your eye. If it backfires, the flash could blind you. You, you just can't do anything right. That does it. nice, sweet, chivalrous gesture. 
But what man really deep down believed it? However, there were times when that saying expressed a literal truth. And then, of course, there might be trouble. Bobby? Bobby, wake up. Mm. Huh? Bobby? Who? Jeannie. Of course. It's Jeannie. Jeannie. Oh, Jeannie, what a dream I had. I dreamt I... I shot you. I killed you. It was no dream. And it, 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 it was so real. It was no dream. You did shoot me. And you are dead. Yes, I am. And now I, I'm having this dream. No, this isn't a dream. This is real. But it's impossible. If you're dead, how can you, how can you be here? I have to be here. There's no help for it. I don't understand. You see, Bobby, I love you. After... Oh, Bobby, when I first met you, I thought you were the most brilliant human being in the whole world. I worshipped you. Later, when I discovered how foolish you could be, I fell in love with you. I'm, I must be asleep. No, we're beyond all that. I'm dead. I'm here. You're awake. How is it possible? I don't know how it's possible. There has to be an explanation. Perhaps it's because I made a certain reservation when we took our marriage vows, when the minister said, for as long as ye both shall live, I whispered to myself, longer. Even death wouldn't keep me from you. Maybe that explains it. The fact is, somebody has to look after you. But if you're here, then it's as if you're still alive. Nobody will know the difference. No, Bobby. I'm only here for you. To everyone else, I'll be dead. No one can see me. No one can hear me. Why? Darling, take my word for it. Why can I see you? And hear you. You have to. Or there would be no point to my coming here. Well, why are you here? Oh, poor darling Bobby. I don't want you to go to jail. What are you talking about? Jail? You killed me. Well, what's your next move? I, um... That is your basic problem. You never make plans. I'm gone now, Bobby. How shall you account for my uh, disappearance? What are you going to say? I don't have to say anything. Oh, darling, you'll make a mess of it. Let me help you. No. 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 No, that's why I killed you, remember? I don't want your help. And besides, all this is just a dream. So, if you'll excuse me, I'll go back to sleep. Darling, if you're dreaming all this, how can you go back to sleep? All I know is that it is morning, finally. And I'm all alone in the bedroom. Did I have a nightmare? 
I can't say. One thing I know, and know for certain, I had killed her. The rest. Well, there is such a thing as conscience, and I am sorry. But I had to do it. I felt that, in her own way, she'd been destroying me. Yes? No. Does that strike you as strange? No. 
No, if she wanted to get away from what she was doing, it seems reasonable to assume that she would also want to get away from what she was wearing now. Mm. Are you alarmed? Concerned? Lieutenant, there was a part of Jeannie that I could never understand. I always felt our relationship was too good to be true, that uh, one day it would end. Uh, she would get tired of it, and me, and, and go elsewhere. She was always seeking, searching. Does she have any money? Oh, yes. Quite a bit. I mean, with her. Oh, I'm sure she can provide very well for herself. All right, Mr. Boyle. Thank you very much. And thank you, Lieutenant Pollock. <laughs> Most unusual detective. And very interesting. Hey, cut that out. Jeannie. You never went in for infidelity while I was alive, so don't start that sort of thing now that I'm dead. But now that you're dead... You I... what? You're still married, Bobby. Remember that. I only said she was an attractive-looking woman. Oh, no, you didn't. You said she was interesting-looking. And that's dangerous. And Bobby, she is dangerous. Why? Bobby... You shot me. What did you do with the gun? It's upstairs. Upstairs? Yes, it's hidden in the closet. Right now, we'll go upstairs. You will get that gun, and we will get in the car, and we will drive over the south side bridge, and you will throw that gun in the water. <laughs> This is all right, Bobby. Uh, right here. Good. There isn't a soul in sight. Go ahead. Throw the gun into the water. But it's really a very expensive and beautiful Bobby. <sighs> all right. Out the window. Good. And now it shall sink into the mud and no one will ever find it. Not that anyone is ever going to look. And now, let us go home. Okay, step number two. Where am I? Where are you, wife? Well, aren't you here with me? I am, and I am not. Where did you put me? What? What do you mean? Why is everything so difficult? You fired at me. I fell to the floor dead, didn't I? Yes. And then, where did you put me afterward? I know you didn't just leave me on our living room floor. Oh, 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 I, um, I took you down to the cellar. Oh, Bobby, it's so dark and so damp down there. I'm sorry, it's the best I could do. <sighs> Very well. You carried me downstairs, and... And in that uh, corner, just behind the furnace, I dug a hole in the floor, and I... I buried you in it. How could you? I'm sorry. Take me back to that place, immediately. I was afraid of this. Afraid of what, Jean? You mean, I'm underneath, there. Well, yes. Why do I even ask? It's obvious. 
Trust you to make a fiasco of the whole thing. Just a minute. I'm sick of your superior attitude. That police lieutenant will come back here. When a woman is missing, the police always consider foul play. The automatic suspect is the husband. If they come down here to search... Why should they search? Just to make sure you didn't do exactly what you did, which is to bury me in the basement. Did you know that according to statistics, nine out of every ten men who murder their wives at home bury the bodies in the basement or the yard? Yes, but what would make the police even suspect? Darling, there's a loose end. A very tiny loose end. And that is bound to pique the curiosity of any smart police detective, especially if she's a woman. that loose end be. When Detective Diana Pollock left the house after questioning Bobby just a little while ago, she seemed satisfied that everything was in order. A loose end? If you concentrate on it, you might just remember what it is. I shall return to help you tie it up in Act Three. said Mr. Thoreau, is frittered away by details. On the other hand, Mrs. Hopkins insists that genius is the capacity for taking infinite pains. I would side with the lady in this case. Life is, after all, one little detail after another, and each one of them has a place in the basic scheme of things. I'm under that floor there, am I? Yes, that's what I told you. How obvious it is, too. You can see that the floor has been recently broken up, Bobby. You can see the evidence of fresh cement. Oh. Yes, oh. All right, Bobby. We'll have to get you out of this somehow. Well, where, uh, where else could I take you? Uh, where else could I hide your body? Just do as I tell you. Get some dirt. Coal dust. Coal dust? Where am I going to get coal dust? And maybe a little oil. Smooth out the floor and then rub it down with a mixture of coal dust and oil so it will look old, established, undisturbed. Wait. How lucky for you that I was such a sorry housekeeper. I never cleaned the attic. It's filled with cobwebs. Very carefully. We'll bring some of them down. Attach them from the walls to the floor. It will actually look as if no one ever comes down here. What are you waiting for? It was backbreaking, painstaking work. But finally I finished with it. And when I was through, you could have sworn that nothing or no one had disturbed the surface of that floor in years. And not a moment too soon. The next day I had a visitor. What can I do for you, Lieutenant Pollock? Do you know a Mrs. George Stewart? Uh, no. Her name is Linda. You were engaged to her. Oh, um, Linda, yes. Well, um, I, I, I just didn't connect the married name. The day your wife disappeared, you had a date with her. Oh, no, no, I didn't. 
You mean you were not drinking with her at Larizio's restaurant? Oh, that. You couldn't exactly call it a date. What could you call it? We we just happened to meet for a drink. Why? Why? Uh, well, uh... Mrs. Stewart has a suspicious husband. I didn't know that. He has a hunch. Or, as he explains it, a gut feeling that Mrs. Stewart is having an affair. Linda? Oh, I can't believe that. So he decided to follow her. That's rather despicable, don't you think? To Larizio's, where she sat in an inconspicuous booth, obviously waiting for someone to arrive. Someone did. It was you. Well, yes, I, I don't deny it. Why did you arrange to meet? Curiosity. But we'd been quite close at one time, and I was curious to know just what she looked like, how she is. Aren't you ever curious about old friends? About old friends, yes. About old fiancés? No. But that's all it was. Curiosity. You do have a motive. What do you mean? A motive? Let's say you have the appearance of a motive to murder your wife. But why would I want to do that? So that you will be free to establish a relationship with Mrs. Stewart. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's not true. I, I tell you, I would never... I could never murder Jeannie. There's nothing personal in this, Mr. Boyle, but it would serve to clear the air if you would permit us to search the house. Well, go right ahead. Why not? I have nothing to hide. I'm sure of it. Sergeant Mullen, Sergeant Lewis, let's start at the top. I want to tell you, they were very efficient. They went from room to room, closet to closet, drawer to drawer. They looked upstairs and downstairs. And literally in my lady's chamber. And they apologized profusely for the inconvenience. Then, of course... We went downstairs to the cellar. <coughs> it's musty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm. Now, if this were a mystery, this is where your wife would be hidden, under the floor. Mm. I assure you, there's nothing mysterious about me. My life is an open book. Look at all this dirt and dust. Doesn't anybody ever come down here? No, we, we just never had the need to. <coughs> Sergeant Mullins, what do you think? <coughs> Nothing. <clears throat> I agree. Let's get out of here. Mr. Boyle, thank you for your cooperation. I hope your wife comes back. You mean you no longer suspect me of murder? Now, Mr. Boyle, this was merely an exercise in police routine. Oh. If you should hear anything that you think might require assistance from your police department... Please contact us immediately. Yes, I'll certainly do that. Here's my card and a number where you can reach me 24 hours a day. Hmm. I uh, certainly do appreciate this, Lieutenant Pollock. Don't hesitate now. Oh, I, I won't. Goodbye. Or uh, shall we say au revoir, Mr. Boyle? Hmm. Au revoir, Lieutenant Pollock. Don't. Don't what? Don't have anything to do with her. Why not? She doesn't suspect me. 
No one suspects me. Not anymore. Thanks to me. I thought I carried it off rather well. As I was saying, don't have anything to do with her. If you do, she'll have to arrest you. What are you saying? You talk in your sleep, Bobby, darling. Well, this is goodbye. Goodbye? Yes. I have to go home. Where, uh, where's home? Where do you think? Downstairs in the cellar. In the dark and dank and dingy cellar. You could have done better by me, Bobby. I'm sorry. Look, uh, maybe later I can uh, transfer you to uh, someplace more pleasant. No. No, it's too chancy. I guess I'll just have to make the best of it. Jeannie, I'm sorry it didn't work out. You don't know how hard it was for me. I was losing all my self-respect. Bobby, darling, you'd better answer the phone. Goodbye. Jeannie? Jeannie? Hello? Uh, Bobby, any news from Jeannie? Mm, no. Oh. Well, <laughs> I guess that shoots the campaign. Why? Well, Jeannie was supposed to have come up with the whole, uh, uh, you know, rationale. I told you I would come up with something. Uh, I know you did, but so far I haven't seen anything. Well, you just meet me for lunch, and I'll lay it in your lap. For campaign, I mean. I'll show the whole world. I have ideas. I create concepts. Maybe mine aren't as flashy as hers were. But if you look deeply at hers, they were basically shallow and superficial. A lot of glitter. But underneath it was all base metal, whereas mine are pure gold. Wait, just wait till he sees this. Well? Well, Jack? Bobby, I... I, I don't know what to say. What do you mean, you, you don't know what to say? I've never seen anything like this. It's, it's just fabulous. Fabulous. What did I tell you? Mistress. That's the word, Bobby. The word. <laughs> Can you imagine a breakfast cereal? A health food breakfast cereal called Mistress? <sighs> what a darling idea. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me more. What a concept. Uh, Bobby, I'm humble. Absolutely stunning rationale. The wife, the housewife, the kitchen slavey, identified with preparing breakfast, starting the day. Starting the day as what? As a wife? <laughs> but now she's no longer the drudge of a wife. She is the gleaming, alluring mistress. <sighs> never, never, I tell you, has Jeannie ever come up with anything like this. Jeannie? Of course, Jeannie. knows who wears the creative hat at Boyle and Fry. It's Jeannie. This is my concept, Bobby. Let me give you two reasons why it cannot be your concept. But Jeannie has disappeared. How do I know? Maybe she just went away for a rest and sent the thing into you. I tell you, it's mine, Bobby. It can't be yours. No man 
can have that penetrating, sensitive insight into a woman's psyche. It's mine. Bobby, the people are starting to look at us. Bobby, it's the sequel to her original concept for truth, which is the man's breakfast food. Jack, you don't understand. But I do. I know that you're upset because you're being overshadowed by your wife. Well, Bobby, learn to live with it. Adjust to it. Jack, that title, mistress, that concept, I worked it out myself. It's all mine. Bobby, we're retrogressive. Why can't you believe it's my creation? Bobby, you force me to be cruel. Uh, let us even say clinical. It's beyond you, Bobby. You simply don't have the creative ability. She did it. No. She didn't. She couldn't. No one's going to take this one away from me. I'll prove to you that she couldn't do it. I'll show you. I'll make you get down on your knees and apologize to me for this insult. Uh, Bobby, you're not feeling well. Uh, you'd better go see a doctor. Let's go. Uh, where? Do you want me to drag you?
Our cast included Tony Roberts, Patricia Elliott, Fred Gwynn, and Velika Gray. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. There's so little kindness and, and, and genuine encouragement in this world. No, there's quite a bit. You just have to meet up with it, I suppose. You would do this for me? Well, what is it, after all? Just a word to a man that I've known for a long time? He respects my judgment, and I know this is a fine book. Sir, I'll never forget what you've done for me. I I promise you. Beware of making promises you may be unable to keep. <laughs> you don't know what it is to be poor and unknown. I don't? How can I ever thank you? by stealing my wife. Yes. Well, that isn't the worst of it. I could have forgiven you for that. It was the other thing, Malcolm. The other thing. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant...